All Nations Christian Reformed Church is a small and growing congregation in the heart of Halifax, Nova Scotia. With a rich history of caring for the people of Halifax and beyond, they lived into their name, All Nations, for many years. Last fall, with the help of a grant from Church Juice, the church decided to begin a journey to help them intentionally communicate the changing dynamics of their congregation and the world around them. In today's episode, Brian visits All Nations to meet with their volunteer communications leader, Valerie Walker, about how they're using the grant and what the process has been like as they build the communication strategy from the ground up. That's right. Hey there, church communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your title or role is at your church, this show is designed to be a tool, a resource, give you the marketing information that you need to be successful uh, in your role. My name is Brian Haley. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm joined as always by my awesome co-host, Jeanette Yates. Hey. Hey, Brian. So today you're actually interviewing Valerie. I did not get to travel with you. That's right. Yeah. Before we dive in, though, if you're watching or listening to today's topic, we have a favor to ask. Will you please take a moment and hop into your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to, listening to us in, leave a review for us, please. Your rating and reviews really help us hear from you, but also help other church leaders be able to find the podcast. That's right. So I traveled to Nova Scotia a few weeks ago and recorded this interview with Valerie. So let's dive in. All right. Well, I am here in Halifax. We are at All Nations Church. I'm here with Valerie, and we're going to talk about communication at your church, Valerie. And I'm excited to to be here and to talk about this. So why don't we first talk about you, talk about how you got into this role. So how did you end up as the communications leader at All Nations? What's What's been your your journey here? I joined this congregation as a young adult at a really formative moment. And I have this reflex to dig in whenever there's a need or I see a good thing happening. And the congregation, the leadership were really generous and they accepted, you know, my desire to help. And the church has a culture of people pitching in, I think because, you know, not a lot of staff, like just a pastor and a janitor. <laughs> and so there were lots of needs. And so I got to try a lot of different things, really interesting roles and experiences. But over time, you know, a passion for writing got refined and I've learned that I just love communications. And so I've naturally kind of settled into that space. It, do- it doesn't feel like an official role at all. It just feels like what I do. <laughs> yeah, I can understand basically. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like what you do. That's a good way to to phrase that for sure. How about your church, All Nations? How would you describe the congregation? What makes you guys unique? You've talked a little bit about this already, really. Yeah, that culture. We're kind of small, not even just in numbers, but kind of in the way that we see ourselves, I think. Kind of an up close, uh, personal kind of vibe. And there's a diversity there, like socioeconomically and in other ways. It's not an affinity-based congregation, except for Jesus. That, that's a thing. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that makes it a really cool place. We're not very slick, but we kind of embrace that reality. <laughs> 
so we try to do things well, but we are really obviously in expert. And so we just offer our best. We definitely do substance and sincerity over style. The other thing too, not very programmatic, like not very corporate, but, but it's nice because then there's like this simultaneous giving and receiving, which I really appreciate about our congregation. We had talked a little bit earlier about some of the people that, that make up the congregation. I talked with some other people on the communication team and talked about how a lot of the people in the church are intellectually curious. I think was the word. So just kind of a unique, not necessarily like highly educated necessarily, but curious and asking those questions about theology and about social justice and about, you know, a lot of these other things. So, yeah, so it's, it's always good to, to learn, you know, every church has its unique taste. It's unique, just kind of what it brings. Right. So I think that's fun to, to hear and to learn a little bit about, about all nations here and, and your church a little bit. So last summer, you guys applied for one of the Church Juice grants for communications, communication strategy, I believe, right? What What is the project that you guys applied for? What made you apply for the grant? Yeah, the project was to hire a professional marketing and design company, which is very not us, <laughs> to, to work through a brand exploration. Mm-hmm. And to produce communication resources, uh, particularly focused on visuals and graphics. And that, oh, and you asked, like, what made us apply? Yeah, what made you guys apply? Yeah, it was a wonderful convergence of the offer of the grant popping up or the possibility, and also needs that I was feeling in my role. <laughs> so I, I was trying to manage a new website, I was trying to think about expanding our social media presence. And I couldn't ignore a real like absence of any kind of consistent visual. Hmm. So nothing that was connected. Yeah. And, and those graphic end is not a strong point for me. It not a strength. And I just found it overwhelming. Yeah. So it was just perfect. Yeah. So you guys have you mentioned I guess in your answer there that that you guys are really trying to originally at least really trying to focus on the the visual aspects right some of the the consistency there but my understanding is that that to get to that point you guys have uh, had a lot of deeper discussions too or larger discussions too why don't you talk about some of what the process has has looked like for for you all as you kind yeah. of journey through this together for sure. That that aspect of it ended up being huge, much more than I anticipated. But the guidance that we got from the uh, marketing person that we engaged was to invest in that part of the process, really helping us understand who we were and that that document, because it ended up, it ends up being a document, um, would inform her work. And, and she persuaded us that if we didn't invest in that, we would not be happy with the resources that came out of that. Big discussions, a, a traditional brand exploration exercise at the beginning, and then slowly 
drilling down on kind of our identity. I mean, it's really about mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. And and that part was fascinating and encouraging. And I think God glorifying it. It was a really great process. I know that you have involved different people and different amounts of people throughout this process as well, right? How do you find the balance? I think a lot of churches, maybe not struggle, but a lot of churches wonder or aren't sure how to find the right balance of involving too many people and having too many voices in a decision-making process for something big like, you know, it's much more than a church logo, right? But something that's so visual and so like, first impression. So how do you find that balance between getting everybody's input and everybody speaking into that versus one or just a few people? What's that process been like for you as you have led these discussions and led the process a little bit? Mm -hmm. We got excellent guidance from the design person. She really said right from the beginning, if it were a company, I'd say, who are the decision makers? Mm-hmm. Who's the CEO? Who could say no to this after we've all put a lot of work into it? Yeah. And that was such good advice. And for us, that meant counsel, right? That's in whom we vest that authority. Right. It was also very freeing for me because then I didn't have to think about whose opinion I valued even because it wasn't about me either. Right. right? right. So that was very helpful. So I started with a small group from council and they did just really hard work on those first brand exploration exercises. And then I got the first draft of the, what was called a branding outcomes document. And I shared that with council, like the whole council, everybody that could come. But I was also really clear with them that they didn't need to fix it. They just needed to respond to it. Mm. That seemed to create space for them to really, I don't know, kind of contribute thoughts without being responsible for the outcome right away. It was really good work. Mm. They did really good work. But then, you know, the idea is that gradually by talking about the grant and through the like ongoing impression of those discussions that council had. There's, it just slowly increases buy-in to something even as it's evolving. And, and that part seems to be working really well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you could go back to last spring or last summer before you guys really got going in this project, what would you do differently? Anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have allowed a much longer time for that first part. Like we felt it feels behind, you know, and it's going to be okay. But just having time for those discussions, remembering that it's so unlikely that the first branding outcome document will just fly through a council meeting Mm -hmm. without a question, (laughs) you know, because even if, you know, even just the cycle of your council meetings, it feels like you've got months and months, but really you have like three events. And if you miss a council meeting deadline, 
I don't mean by accident, but I mean if if the work doesn't line up with those council meeting deadlines, you can, you can lose three weeks, right? Right. So so just yeah, I I got really realistic budget information when I was planning my grant application, but I don't think I asked the right questions about how much time I should allow mm-hmm. for that process, mm. that part of the process. Yeah, I think that's really good input. You can rush things along too, you know. Yeah. Or if you're working with different companies or different people, you could get different answers to that too. But yeah, you you've mentioned previously that the just the amount of kind of lead time into like actually mm-hmm. creating something was a lot longer than than you yeah. had anticipated, right? So yeah, so I can understand that absolutely. So when this is all done, when you guys get your your logo and all of the different things that that your designer is creating for you, how is that going to impact ministry at all nations? What do you think is going to be different? I hope that it means that more people will be able to contribute to the work of communications, you know, so that a volunteer isn't faced with a blank page, that there'll be, there's sort of a structure they can work with. I hope that when people see a Facebook post or an Instagram post, that they will visually connect it with our sign and and our location. Yeah. And I hope that when people who've done or who have encountered us online, for instance, will already have a sense of what they might expect when they come. Okay. Which will actually be quite new for us. Right. Yeah. Uh, that w- that will be a new thing. Yeah, for okay. sure. Those things. Yeah. And maybe also an enhanced confidence in our congregation that that central identity that's being developed, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we would have thought that we had that when we started. But when you start to articulate it together, it feels good. And I think that could be really emboldening, Mm. uh, you know, at this moment for our congregation. Yeah, I think that's really powerful to give people that consistency to and give them, you know, people in the congregation then to give them kind of that ownership or almost that freedom to talk about the church or to to have the confidence that when I say something, Mm -hmm. people will connect it, right? Or when we talk about all nations, like people will automatically know what I'm talking about or they connect to the visuals that we see throughout the area or, yeah. you know, whatever. So those are powerful things. And I, I obviously talk with a lot of churches who are working on communication and trying to either fix their communications or just trying to figure things out from the very beginning as they're getting going. But to, to, to see how you guys as a church are engaging the process of thinking through your identity in a changing time. And we had talked a little bit about how the congregation itself is changing a little bit or has changed mm-hmm. over the last, you know, you, you all have quite a history in in your area of Halifax. And so things look different now than they did, you know, 30 years ago, or, you know, even five years ago, from from my understanding, but to know that you are putting the work into thinking critically about who you are as as God's people, and as this membership is really encouraging. And so I would love to hear from you uh, as we just wrap up our 
conversation, one thing that we always ask on our podcast episodes is a word of encouragement for people who are listening today. So what's your word of encouragement for church communicators? I would say think about the real people in your church and think about any barriers to consistency or to initiative or to enfolding new volunteers. And then I would say, be brave and strategic. (laughs) You can open new doors for your congregation. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. Well, thank you for taking the time to to hang out with me, to talk with me, to be willing to record this episode and our conversation. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day today to listen to the Church Juice podcast. But really, listening is just the start. To take today's topic to the next level and hear more about how you can build a communication strategy from the ground up or maybe even learn about the grant program. You can hear from other church communicators as well by heading to our Facebook group. You can find a link to the group along with all of today's show notes at churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.